Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This episode we have Netflix 266 film from 2020. It's the Argentine psychological thriller The Crimes That Bind or Crimenes de Familia. It's directed by Sebastian Schneidel and stars Cecilia Roth, Miguel Angel Sola and Sofia Gala Castellino. I'm Jesse. I'm writing here solo for this one. Don't know if you've heard about this one. If you haven't and you're keen to check it out, give us a pause. Come back a little bit later on because I'm going to jump into it and obviously spoil it at various stages throughout. But we start the show with the fast flicks where we do a quick little summary of what the film is all about. So this one, it's about a mother who will do pretty much anything to support her son even if it means neglecting those in the right. Ooh, I like that one. I'm happy with that one. I think that's intriguing enough to, if you still haven't um, decided you wanted to check it out, that that might help you out a little bit. But let's let's talk about how this ended up on Netflix. Why is this a Netflix original film? Um, I mean, this is that pandemic time as always, but um, we, we'll talk a little bit about how it came together. So this, uh, this film had a lot of people involved in it and they had specialists from the um, country office of the International Labor Organization for Argentina and UN Women actively participated in the pre-production of this film with the writing of the script. So that probably gives you a little bit of um, a say, uh, and some insight into what this film's about because this film is inspired by a true story. Um, and it also, it sort of echoes the real life experiences that women face every day all over the world. And this is meant to uh, reverberate their story, said Pedro Americo Futaro de Oliveiro, who's the director of the ILO uh, for Mexico and Cuba. This uh, was submitted to the Golden Globes for the 78th foreign language film submission, which is uh, a little bit interesting too. Cecilia Roth, one of the, the stars of this film, she wrote this on her Instagram about the film. So she said, three years ago, Sebastian Schneider, who's the Schneider, Schneidler, who is the uh, director of the film said, she said, they were having a drink in a bar near her house. We talked for a long hour without knowing each other about a script that did not yet have a title. I read it that same night and a few days later I called. An unknown person had opened a door to a new world, his own. The intimacy of what is written is always disturbing when it breathes truth. Months and years passed before the project could be completed. It was shot in four weeks with a limited budget, a lot of prior rehearsal, a lot of surgical construction. There was little time but a lot of dedication from an entire team, one family that would dive into another. It would not premiere in May in Argentina. May was not the May we assumed it would be, nor June, nor July, nor August. No month in which I found that it would be released was on the 20th on a platform that has millions of users, meaning Netflix. What happened? She says with a question mark. It's hard to explain, but it, it exploded on this strange dystopian planet where we live distanced from each other. It became the fourth most watched film on the planet. We've spent days in houses we don't know, in distant places, in distant countries, bringing this story closer to other stories. It's overwhelming, but today I decided to enjoy it. Why not? a drink and a toast to a good Netflix film. So Cecilia Roth, obviously very proud of this work, um, of this film that she's done. And I guess I haven't really, like, you know, it's it's a little bit hard to go into too much context about the the plot of this film. Um, but obviously, you know, there's, there's lots in it that we can talk about as we go. This film had a tagline called Blood Never Lies. Really like that tagline in the context of this film um, in relation to a mother and son and around the world different titles in spanish it was called family crimes in german crimes connect in japanese family crime a family's mistake in romanian it was called the shadow of our crimes and in swedish it was called united in crime so um lots to take away from all those different titles all pretty good uh, to be honest and all relate pretty closely to this film 
um, as was sort of mentioned a little bit in that uh, cross-translated Instagram post that I read out before, but this was released on the 20th of August 2020 on Netflix Worldwide. Uh, it was filmed in and around Buenos Aires in Argentina and had four nominations at award ceremonies. I had three at the Platino Awards for and I apologize for this, but Ibero-American Cinema um, for Best Actor for Miguel Angel Sola, for Best Supporting Actress for Yanina Avila, and for Best Screenplay for Sebastian Schnitel. Also, it was nominated at the Argentinian Film Critics Association Awards for Cecilia Roth for Actress in a Leading Role. There we go. So a couple of good things there to hear from it. What are the critics and audiences saying about this film? Rotten Tomatoes sits on a 67%. That's on six reviews, so it's definitely fresh. Audience has it at 63%. That's on less than 50 ratings, though. So, um, you know, still positive, I guess. On IMDb, it's got about 4,300 ratings. Sits at a 6.7 out of 10. So exactly the same as Rotten Tomatoes if we uh, looked at the same equivalents. On Letterboxd, sits at a 3.2 out of 5 on nearly 4,500 ratings. Been logged by nearly uh, 6,000 people, though. So... Yeah, I guess uh, positive, not massively positive, not negative. So what are my early thoughts on this one? For me, um, I think, you know, this is a film that stays with you. I, I like these types of films, films that stay with you. They're, there's so much to think about throughout this film, um, even if it, the film is a bit slow and does drag at times, but it's well worth the watch, I think, to to think about the horrendous impact of domestic violence, which this film does cover um, in quite a bit of detail. So let's talk about the characters. Alicia. Alicia is our main character. She is a very, very complex character uh, and a great performance uh, in this role, I think, from Cecilia. Um, this is a woman who only wants the best for herself and her kids. However, this does tint her vision of the world, I guess. And, you know, she wants to see her grandson and almost replaces the grandson at times um, because she doesn't have him with her and she does this by being over the top with Santi who's their maid's son um you know and then with her own son she she won't believe that he could be a bad person and will happily pay bribes to to play around with evidence for his safety from jail and things like that and and realistically everything it's all about her even when she's on on stand to support um Gladys who is the family maid she can't help but make this all about herself, about herself and such a complex character and so well performed. Really enjoyed that character. Um, I'll talk about Ignacio, who's um, a retired engineer, um, married to Alicia, still goes into the office. My interpretation is is he goes into the office and, and continues with or, or off doing other things so he can have space from Alicia because she's becoming too overwhelming for him almost at this late stage in their life and their relationship. Um, as a father, he wants his son to take responsibility for his actions because he understands the evidence and, and he wants his son to take a plea and admit to what he's done. Um, and he knows that this is probably the best thing for his son and, he, and he's sick of covering the mistakes of his son and also his wife too with, with helping his son in doing this. Um, I guess then we talk about the son, Daniel. Um, Daniel, the son of Alicia and Ignacio, He's on trial in this film for attempted murder and rape of the mother of his son, Marcella. Um, you know, she's been continually getting restraining orders against him, um, and he won't admit to them being divorced, only separated, a, a key sign of domestic violence, I guess. Um, he's, he's abused drugs and lost any work or employment that he's had, which, you know, included selling motorbike parts, so nothing too beneficial. Um, and his angst is that his ex or his wife is preventing him from seeing his son even though he probably doesn't deserve to, um, as we see throughout this film. Got to talk about Gladys, um, the family maid. And, you know, um, she has this son, Santi, I mentioned before. She lives in this household with Alicia and Ignacio. 
there are hints that she was abused by her father and then um, pregnant in this film from an assault. She, she, she's this representation of this generational abuse, um, neglect and, and the inability for some in society to break the shackles and admit the wrongs that are happening in the world too. Uh, and, and Marcella, the other character that we, we talk about, who's um, Daniel's estranged partner. Um, you know, she was young when she met Daniel. She did her best to make things work. She worked 14 hours a day. She tried therapy with him. Um, but we hear that she had to jump from a window with her son to get away from him. She's been stabbed. She's been threatened with a gun. She's been raped. And, and unfortunately, these are things that people have to face in real life, which is so horrible to see. Um, and I know that this is a fictional film, but you know, to base these things on real life, it's just so sad that these types of things do happen um, in the world. The director, Sebastian Schneidel, um, 15 directing credits, all in Spanish, including the 2020 Netflix film, The Wrath of God, which we'll probably cover at some stage on this show too. But I did enjoy this film, but talking about some scenes, I guess it's hard to identify a lot of things that stood out or didn't stand out. I think to, to talk about things that I liked, I think that we see these constant cuts um, back to this corridor with the camera slowly getting closer and closer to the door as you see blood and mopping and, and just keeping the audience's mind knowing that this crime is something that we need to get to the bottom of. So I like that throughout the film. I think the dad, Ignacio, when he takes the stand in, in this courtroom scene, the, the scene was enough to get me questioning as to whether um, he was the father of Gladys' son, so maybe threw me off a bit or left it open for interpretation. I liked that. And I think the, the conclusion of this film, the last few scenes, they were great. Uh, Alicia sort of rejecting her son's phone calls, um, her, her doing the right thing and taking the police record that she'd bribed and bought um, back to Marcella so that she could take it to the DA. And then finally we see that she's actually invited to her grandson Martin's birthday party. So she, she gets a little bit of a resolution, even though she's almost lost her son. Um, I did say there'd be spoilers, but, you know, she can can build a life with her grandson. So I like that too. The only sort of thing I didn't like, I think one of the opening shots sets the scene of this big family house. There's family photos everywhere. And it sort of finished on a really poor photoshopped family portrait, which sort of made me laugh. And probably wasn't the way that I was supposed to start this film off. So very minimal there, but other than that, pretty decent film. Um, what, what is this film trying to say? What are some themes, some ideas? Obviously there's a lot of, about gender violence, the consequences, not necessarily just the physical damage that can occur, but the psychological damage as well. Um, the idea of domestic workers too, um, that we see this in this film, they're often educated, lacking rights. It's almost like labor slavery um, that, that can happen in, in these situations. This leads into the idea too of social status, you know, that, that concern of those in the higher parts of society worrying about what others say, the idea of corruption with money and power, what can you actually get in society and how that sort of advances those that don't have the money. Um, motherhood too, the, the idea of being a mother and, and the lengths that you go to to protect your children or to keep your family safe. You know, a mother's love can be blind and, and doing the right thing for grandchildren too, almost like that extension of your own kids. Um, and there was this, this line, if there's a will, there's a way. Oh, it, this film's left me with, with so much to think about. So lots to think about in this one. Um, what else did I take away from this film? I think that the, the storytelling through multiple, the, like literally it was multiple storylines throughout and very non-linear. And it sort of keeps you on your toes as the audience the whole time, trying to work out when and where you are as the audience and sort of, you know, it, it, it's a great effort in these two sort of um, crimes that we're looking at or these two different instances and, and the combination to two that, that crimes, these, these issues affect everyone. So I thought that was done really well. Questions, ponderings, ideas, thoughts, I don't have answers for necessarily, but you know, the idea that um, did, did this film actually excuse Gladys from her crime? Um, 
I, I, I don't think so. We didn't get to see her out of jail as an audience, which is a little bit heartbreaking, I guess. It would have been nice. I, I don't know. Maybe that's the point of the film is that, you know, it's not always a happy ending for everyone, but I don't think she was excused for actual crime in the end. Um, I know I haven't mentioned what her crime was, but I don't think she was excused. Um, uh, the idea too is it easier to not see the truth sometimes. I think as a parent, that's possibly true. You, you don't want to, you want to take your, your kid's word and believe that they're telling you the truth, even if that that truth is completely wrong and covering up some horrible things. And, and, and that idea too, what, what's the most important thing to you? Is it the way that you show yourself to the world? Is it the, the way that the world looks at you? Or is it your family? Or is it to do what's right? These are all questions that this film helps you contemplate, um, which are really well done. I think it was also good to see um, especially, you know, towards the end of the film, it was nice to see um, an older generation change, um, especially through our, our mother character and, and our main protagonist, I guess, um, in Alicia, and that she was happy to get out of her set ways eventually. It took quite a bit, but she got there in the end. So that was nice to see um, as well. All right, ready to wrap this up. We give the film a rating out of five for me. This is well worth a watch. I think while this may appear at times to be a bit of a courtroom drama, it's a lot more than that. There's... There's no big memorable speech, I guess, to prove someone's guilt like we've seen in lots of these big courtroom films. But it's those moments in between and the actions which lead to the outcome that needed to happen. But it's also the way that it gets there. And I think it should be appreciated. So I'm giving this film a three and a half out of five. Good score from me. I recommend this film. We are on socials. We've got Instagram, Facebook, and X, uh, formerly known as Twitter. Question I want to put out there on our post uh, this week, if you, hopefully you're giving us a follow and a like, was... So how do you stop yourself from from judging someone? And this is sort of inspired by the quote at the end of the film. At the end of the film, how how do you stop yourself from judging someone? Um, it's a very tricky thing to do, isn't it? Because you know, first first impressions are something that people often will judge on, um, and maybe that's not what we should be doing. We should be taking in the context of everything that's going on around as well. So um, thanks for hanging around this chat. We're, we're back again next week. Next week, we've got a, another film from 2020, but this one is an action comedy called The Sleepover. This is directed by Trish Ciel. It stars Sadie Stanley, Maxwell Simpkins, Ken Marino, Creep, Chichino, Lucas J, Carla Souza, Anuka Omuka, Eric Griffin, Joe Manganiello, Manganiello, and Malin Ackerman. That's what we've got. Get on board. I'm keen to check it out um, as we get through these Netflix original films of 2022. Thank you for joining me today. Hope you've enjoyed this chat. Give this film a watch if you can, and I'll see you next time.